The following content is not a substitute for medical advice. You're covered in a blanket. I am covered in a blanket, and um, I'm trying to set my microphone up in so you blanket. can hear me. In the blanket. I'm, uh, I'm an official podcaster. I'm sitting at my desk with a uh, uh, control board here. This is, this is official stuff over here. You are... You're, you're a can of soup. You're just like tomato soup. It's cozy, warm. And a grilled cheese. Yeah. I am. What's something that's the equivalent of stick up your butt? I'm sitting here. <laughs> stick up your butt. I'm, I'm being official podcast, man. <laughs> what are we talking about, Amy? We are talking about the bizarro world post pandemic or late pandemic, depending on how you view things. Amy asked, it's the multiple Spider-Mans, Mike. So it's the spider, spider multiverse. multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. And then what's the other, the other, the uh, super, the bizarro Superman. That's right. I think we need to talk about something that's going on that nobody's talking about. And maybe they're talking about it and I haven't seen it. Maybe we're not listening. Yeah. Cause we're so fucking <laughs> overwhelmed. Um, there's this phenomena going on where, Pre-pandemic life, okay? Remember mm. yourself. It's difficult. Pre-February 2020. It's difficult too, but okay. And then... I was 24. Right. And then we spent two years in a pandemic, which is not completely over, but we are. there's a lot opening up and a lot of, uh, quote, normalcy. And I say, quote, I'm doing air quotes you can't see. And what's happening is our nervous system, like our limbic system, our primal part of our brain is always desperately looking for safety. And one way we find safety is familiarity. So when we sort of go back to quote normal, it can find the familiar again. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like it's, desperately searching for that familiar, safe place. But here's what's happening is if there was something that you hadn't completely dealt with pre-pandemic, that's going to come and blow up in your face right now. Like if you find yourself in a time machine mentally, like you, you find yourself like suddenly – remembering things pre-pandemic or remembering things or or suddenly grieving or dealing with things that happened two and a half years ago or three years ago, it's because you may not have gone through that process how you might have had there not been a pandemic. And then on top of that, there was a collective trauma that we went through for various number of reasons in the pandemic on top of it. So then there's this collective trauma that we haven't really been dealing with or haven't dealt with. And then we find ourselves on the other side of this in quote normal, but it's actually bizarro. It's the bizarro universe. So it's not just um, personal things like you had a difficulty in your relationship and now you're facing that difficulty two years later or you hated your job and now you're going back to your job. That might be one of them, but also the sort of the major issues out there. Like for me, tell me if I'm off base here with what you're talking about, but I come out of this, I'm looking for familiarity in the world, right? And I'm coming out thinking, I think we had a thought 
oh, it's just going to be normal or like, okay. But we came out and it feels like, you know, there's a almost world war going on and there's like democracy is teetering on the edge in the news. And, and people seem a certain group of people, I'm trying to be kind here, seem kind of insane <laughs> like with with like how they view society right now you know and and so you're coming out of this to a different world like i feel like i'm stepping in like i thought it would be a different thing and i stepped into this and um or i'm stepping out of this pandemic i should say and seeing i don't recognize anything yeah we're in a bizarre world i i think that um a couple things. Yeah, it could be something. Um, maybe uh, there were some issues at your work or with your job or with your career. And then the pandemic could have forced you into a position where you stayed in your job. And you were just kind of surviving, right? And everyone was kind of surviving and things changed and you were able to deal with it and work from home and do whatever. And then now going back into normal, quote, normalcy, you're now expected to go back and produce and perform at that level that you were before. But maybe there was something wrong there. <laughs> and now that's going to come, you know, it, it's going to be on the forefront of your mind, like the unworkability of it. And, and you also don't have the tools that you think you may have had. And I think everyone's acting differently. That's right. And everyone is still has this cloud of collective trauma. Does that make sense? I, I, I know what I'm trying to communicate, but then saying it out loud. It's a bizarro universe right now. Well, yeah, I, I, I think there's a false, there was a false hope. And it happened a couple of times during the pandemic that we would come out of this into a greater world. Not just, not just the same, but better We've learned lessons. We're going to look out for each other. My life's going to be better. You know, it's like the changing of the calendar. You think January 1st, it's going to get better. The year, it's just a date. But <laughs> I have this false hope, you know, where, oh, you know, the year just has to, you just have to turn the calendar. Oh, we're going to make it. Okay, I made it. Okay, everything's good. Okay. Every, and I think we have this built in, like, kind of false hope that just a date change or, or, you know, so let alone a pandemic ending. I've had that thought. I just thought everything would be easy. Here's a good example. I come out and I think, well, the bar, I own a bar. It's going to be, the pandemic's going to slow down and business is going to be better and we're going to dig out of this. But, but we came out of the pandemic and then it came back like in force and you think you're out of it and you're not. And so you have all these false starts and then you have break in after break in because you know, everyone's kind of crazy right now and, and you can get away with it. And then we had all this other like stuff happen and government issues or whatever. So I had this false hope like, Oh yeah, if we get out of this, it's going to be so amazing. This is going to be an amazing thing to own this place and just people gathering and just no problem. I had, I, and it seems stupid when I say it out loud, but I had that hope. It has not been that. Well, let, first of all, um, I think it's great to have hope. I don't think it's a bad thing to have hope. Yeah. I think that being optimistic is part of our evolution, and it's the only way we keep going. Because if we didn't have any optimism, we would not see the point. And I think for our evolution, we have to continue to see optimism. We have to continue to have hope. We have to continue to believe that something better is coming along, or we we may just implode on ourselves. 
So I, I don't think it's a bad thing to have hope or optimism, but I think that we are living in a chronic survival mode in our lives, in modern society. And on top of that, a pandemic hit, which just was everything on steroids. So we want the relief. We want relief from all this. We want to feel free and have energy and not so, um, we don't want to feel so anxious and depressed. And we want our problems to be solved. (laughs) And the thing is, is that problem solving is something we have to do every single day. And conflict is something we have to do every single day. So what I'm trying to say is if if there were problems or conflicts or or issues that you had pre-pandemic, and then you're coming out of the pandemic like, okay, you're now entering a bizarre world of, you know, your your primitive nervous system is desperate for safety and familiarity, but then the familiarity is sort of there, but it's a bizarre world. It's not the same. And you're you still have to deal with whatever maybe you didn't deal with two or three years ago. So people are in, I think the survival mode really paints a picture and may, maybe most people don't even know they're in survival mode. Do you know you're in, again, I kind of know sort of, but then I, I, but then you, you kind of know, and then you do this thing. What's wrong with me today? God, why am I feeling like this, man? I just don't have energy or God, I just can't tackle anything today. I think that, we are a culture that burns the candle at both ends and we don't talk about this enough and we don't make room for it. We don't uh, schedule breaks. And, and a lot of people, you know, think about like, you know, when you go on vacation with your family, you think, Oh, I'm going on vacation. Thank God I get a break, but you don't get a break. That's just more of the same. Like now you're managing and parenting in another place. You're like managing meals and schedules and relationships and communication and miscommunication and the stress of travel. And then you're in a different place. And yes, it's a departure from your regular life. And so there's, there is something nice about that, but it's also can be stressful. Mm -hmm. Traveling and vacation can be stressful or you had enough quiet time for some of those like mental demons to sink in. Are, are you um are you seeing this in your patients? Are you seeing it manifest? Oh, I'm in, seeing in, it everywhere. In, in, in I'm seeing most some, your visits, or I am seeing some very high anxiety right now. So, if you are experiencing high anxiety and overwhelm, you're not alone. And if you feel like you just need to crash and burn and go to bed for five days, then I mean you're not alone. This is this is what I'm seeing over and over and over. And I think that we are embarking on a mental health crisis that we have never seen before. Mm-hmm. To be honest. And, you know, for some people, you know, you heard about a lot of divorces or a lot of separations or a lot of people quitting their careers and starting new careers in the pandemic because something the pandemic did was sort of force people's hand in a way. It sort of forced a pivot. I know that's an overused term, pandemic pivot, but it did. It forced a pivot for a lot of people. And... So then if you are somebody who ended a relationship or started a new job or ended a job or whatever, and then you're coming out of the pandemic desperate for some sense of relief, 
then now you're faced with going back to quote normal with this new identity or this new life. And it's going to seem bizarro. It's bizarro universe. It's like people being told to go back to work. Like you you now need to show up to work. I, I had a different, even on the other side. So I've been going into work this entire pandemic. And then other people started coming in. And, <laughs> and where I broadcast, the public is out there. And and they, they're out there. There's the public out there. And I've been DJing to an empty room for two years, in, which again, feels like, a hundred years. Like it yeah. feels like majority of my, my time has been during this pandemic. So anyway, so I had an adjustment the other way. I couldn't even, I didn't even know what was going on, but I'm not the most social, like happy person around everybody. I had, I had no idea that's how I felt. And I just knew I had, I, I had trouble being around people. Me, whose kind of job is to be around people. I couldn't even function. And I thought, oh, when this opens all back up, I'm going to be good. And man, it's going to be good to see people again. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't, this is a different world now. I don't understand why I even feel like I feel. Well, I think something that's really, really important. Everybody needs to listen with their ears right now. Pull over to the side of the road if you're driving. As opposed to listening to. I don't know. I don't know. I think people don't always listen. <laughs> okay, listen. Um, listen up. I was recently told I say that all the time. Listen. Listen. Listen up. Okay. We don't consider how much energy things take. You got that right. So we're always looking at our damn calendars, putting things in time slots. But a time slot and an energy slot are completely different. So you can spend a half an hour doing something that sapped all your energy, right? Like you, you've got nothing left. And then you could spend three hours doing something and you still have a lot of energy left over. And we don't talk about this enough. And that's why, you know, I always say, like, I, I time block my life. And there's days that I do clinical practice and days I don't. And I do not cross that boundary for myself because clinical practice takes so much energy because of the medical decision-making and the patient care and the sort of um, the science brain, right? Like I have to get into science brain and problem solving and, and people problem solving. And it's, it's the clinical side of my job takes an energy that is really high amount of energy, right? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So um, I guard my, my days that way. I have them slotted. This is a clinic day. This is not a clinic day. And I don't think we anticipate how much energy something's going to take. We're always just thinking about things in the terms of time. And then we don't even block out time for rest. And I mean real rest. I don't mean planning a family vacation. I mean, that's fun to plan vacations and to go on vacations, but it also saps your energy. So you go on vacation and you didn't get your energy back. <laughs> you just went and did something different, sapping your energy in a different way somewhere else. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So what, what are, are there solutions? Are there plans? Like you just mentioned, like understanding energy. Like we talk about this where I, in the old days, olden days, um, two years ago, you know, me, it's like, get up early, radio show, work, 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 do the next thing, other thing, you know, and I just work, kids, dinner, all good. 
you know, I just, I, I, and I didn't understand why I was destroyed. Well, now I'm, I understand the energy it takes to like do a radio show, for instance. And I take a little time after that now because it took my energy. I always think of it as a battery now. And it feels like my battery's on like one fourth of a, like AAA. Is that the smallest one? <laughs> a little AAA. Um, and I, and I, it's gone and I have to rebuild that. I keep thinking of it as a battery. I, so I think understanding energy and that things take energy, but there are other, are there other things? Is it, you know, is simp- is it a big thing like forgiveness or, you know, just recognizing that, that, that there's a lot going on? I think that there's a few things you can do. And the first thing you can do is to make a list of everything that feels obligatory that saps your energy that isn't aligned with you. Okay. And that means going out to lunch with that friend that you just, you don't really see eye to eye anymore, but maybe you have history together and you're, you're worried they're going to be mad at you. And like, so why are you doing that? Stop it. Like the, the, you and your friend need to move on in your evolution of friendships. It's okay. And, and to make that list of things that you're doing out of obligation but sap your energy and that are not important enough to you. That's the first thing. Now, if it's a commitment and it's something that is important to you, then you should keep it, right? But now you'll have energy for it because you, you know, you canceled your lunch date with Susan. Sorry, Susan. (laughs) Sorry, Susan. I always use the word Susan. And, and if your name's Susan, I'm sure you're great. We have a um, lovely friend named Susan. We actually have several lovely friends. I've had lunch names. with her. Yeah. Um, that's the first thing you can do. The second thing you can do is block out time for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I mean it. Like, put it in the Googleies. You have got to block out time for yourself. And then start setting boundaries with your job and your work. You know, have a conversation with your boss or have a conversation with your team if you're a leader or have a conversation solve the problem nobody should be burnt out people do better work when they're rested and we think that if we put in more hours we do better work and that's just not true you can get your job done in fewer hours and especially if you create rest as part of your routine yeah like i, I talk to my work and the, you know i'm very lucky i work at a place that, that cares about our mental health and I work more of a, I mean, it sounds worse, but I, than a, than a work week, but I work like six days, but I work not as long a day. I realize for me, I don't mind working a few hours on the weekend to get things done in my particular job. And I had to talk to him about that and, and just be, you know, I'm nest, I don't want to be available at a certain time. I was always available 24 hours a day. I know a lot of people who are available 24 hours a day to their work. And the other thing is answering, you know, during that time, answering emails on my phone, I no longer do. That yeah, is don't illegal. An- okay, that's first another off, one. You're typing with your stupid fucking thumbs, okay, and don't you're not you're spell checking the whole time. Phone. And Stop it's just, it. yeah, and you're not writing. I guarantee you, any message you're emailing back on the phone is not the best you. It is it is such a bad version of you. It's all fucked up spelling, and you, you're going back, and you're just like, why do we even have spell check? And then you're you're like rushing the message instead of sitting down like I am here at this desk where I could write a thoughtful message back at the appropriate time. So for me, I put up uh, notices now that I will not get back to you after like two o'clock for me because my day starts so early. But I agree with the boundaries, Amy. I think that also just gives you a feeling of escape or you have your own life. You you can function and do the things you need to do in that time. And people are aware you're not available. So you don't have this hanging over you. So don't, if you do that, 
Picking up your phone is work. I would highly suggest some serious cell phone hygiene. Yes. Too. When you're not needing to like wait for a text from your teenager, like sometimes if I'm waiting for a text from my teenager, I have my phone on me, but put your phone in a cubby or in a cupboard or on a shelf or like somewhere that's not at your immediate grasp and do something else with your brain. Look out a window, look out a window and reflect. Yes. Spend some time using your brain to think, not to scroll or, or not to read emails or not to like pay attention to every alert and every ding that comes in your inbox. Okay. Final question. Hmm. How do we view the future? Do you accept that it's whatever normal you, that you think existed before is not coming back? Is that, I don't, I don't even know what I'm expecting to come back. If it were me, I, I don't know what normal is anymore. Like, do we, do we get better about understanding that, look, everything's in flux or maybe it's not going to chill out anytime soon? Well, John, the future is unwritten. Joe Strummer. That's right. The future is unwritten. If you, I think that we have to accept we are different people than pre-pandemic. There you go. We're different. We've been through something and we're different. And quite frankly, you know, I, I, um, my clients are mostly um, women in perimenopause. So I say on top of that, you have all this hormone dysregulation going on, which affects mental health, which affects everything, right? And so you're not the same person as you were two years ago. The world is not the same as it was two years ago. And you have got to prioritize your mental health and your physical health. You've got to prioritize your boundaries with people. You've got to prioritize yourself and start living your life in alignment with what is true for you and letting go of everything else. And I know that sounds like nice and cozy and comfy. And, you know, if you're privileged and lucky, maybe you get to that point and you might feel very far from that right now. But take the first step because honestly, everybody wins. Everybody wins. If you hate your job, and you leave your job, your employer wins as much as you do, right? You can believe everything in this podcast and what Amy said today, because she's done the entire thing laying in a chair with a blanket all the way up to her neck. That's right. You are living what you are saying to do. Yeah. I was sitting in a chair staring out the window reflecting earlier today. I was, because I had clinic day all day today. I walked in on that. And uh, you didn't walk in on my clinic day. You walked in on my reflecting. <laughs> yes, I but know better. Than I had a I had a tough clinic day today. Yeah, there were some pretty high level medical decisions and diagnoses and treatment plans going on in my world. There's some pretty intense mental health stuff going on in my world. And um, as a doctor, I have to hold all that for people and support them because that's my job. But then I had to sit in a chair in my living room and stare out the window and reflect. (laughs) I had a very, I've had a very active, busy, responsive shows, radio shows this week. And I have been, had trouble sleeping. I've been waking up today, woke up at four. Mm -hmm. I don't like to wake up at four. I get up at five. And 
I came home and, and got meetings done in work, but I immediately then opened some time, took a nap, got up and rode a bike to go pick up our son from school. And that has helped me immensely right now because just those little things, recognizing it and, um, and knowing I was going to record this podcast, which is not very stressful because I'm sitting here talking to a lovely woman under a blanket with a microphone. <laughs> anyway, get support, call a friend, just know you're not the only one experiencing trauma in a bizarro universe and you are not alone. <laughs>